Hey everyone, welcome to this podcast. I don't know who needs to hear this, but hosted by me, Oli Mata, where we talk all things eating disorder recovery, mental health, pop culture, and basically anything that comes to mind. So grab a cuppa, grab a snack, and let's get to it. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This But, hosted by me. My name is Oli Mata, I am 23, living in London. I'm a registered associate nutritionist, personal trainer and online body confidence content creator. This is the second episode of this podcast and I had so much fun editing the last episode, making the thumbnail, everything like that. And I still haven't posted it yet. It's been actually up for about a week already by the time I'm filming this and now it's like mid-June some point um but I've just been like so nervous about posting it and ironically it was about how I'm basically steering away from social media a bit and I've just been taking like an impromptu social media break Instagram has been so loud recently well it feels like that anyway it feels like those sort of like canteen scenes when like everyone's throwing food everywhere um and it's just chaotic and I've just needed a break and it's been really really useful um but in today's episode I wanted to chat all things friendships self-worth being alone all of that good stuff because recently I did a post on my Instagram talking about the art of being alone and why I have been taking myself on dates recently and that's something that I'm really enjoying and actually when I posted that on my stories I went to Tate Modern art museums are my favorite and actually on TikTok I've been seeing a few more that I want to go to um but when I posted that on my stories so many people popped up and they were like you know how do you do that um do you not get lonely whatever and it was so interesting because this is still something that I'm learning to do and I will talk about like loneliness and all of that sort of stuff later on in this episode but it has been so enjoyable and you know when you hear people talking about something and especially when it's like you know typical and this is no shade to them but like self-help gurus and people that are just like you know living free living their best life you know when you hear people like that talking about something like so much and you're kind of like is this legit or like is there is this a scam I'm gonna be honest is this a scam and I'd just been putting it off for ages and then there was a day where I think just all my plans had cancelled and I started to get a bit like oh no like everyone's busy and you know whatever and I was like wait why don't I just go out by myself and it was so good and it's something that I've been doing a lot more recently um so we'll talk about that this topic of friendships is definitely one that is important to me I've had different stages in my life of friendships um feeling more lonely and then having more friends feeling lonely in friendships feeling like I was in unhealthy friendships um dealing with people that I thought were going to be my friends for life and then they didn't end up to be and I've definitely felt very alone talking about it and what I think is interesting especially on social media where there's this whole sort of like you know culture of um having a girl gang or like having the most best friends or you know your friends doing all these like lavish things going to Dubai at the moment I'm, I'm seeing so many like summer TikTok trends with friends and sometimes when I scroll past them I do get like a bit of like a gut wrench feeling like oh I'm not the type of person to have like a massive friendship group um and I don't have loads of friends still that I went to school with and I think if I'm being honest and like these are some of my own like thoughts and musings I think there is a lot of pressure to a have this massive friendship group that you know it 
let me just like reverse it a bit if you think back to growing up like obviously you're not there's not like a lesson in friendship there's not like a sit down test where you need to like pass this and then you're a friend you know you're taught about how to like share you're taught about how to be kind etc etc but when it comes to friendships and what they look like usually that's a model of your environment so maybe you know your parents or your caregivers or your older siblings and for a lot of us watching tv it was probably that as well so like obviously a typical example is the show friends um if i think to like disney channel there's shows like that's so raven um what's another example maybe like the cast of sex in the city where they're all very close and there's this pressure to have or like there's this image that friendship should look like you know having these ride or die people that have been with you since you were like basically born you know you do everything together your families all know each other you eat sleep wash everything together and i think actually for the maybe not for a lot of people but let me just speak for myself for me that's just not the case and I know that I've definitely felt a pressure of like trying to strive for that and then also felt like I wasn't enough when I didn't get that or you know it's still something that as an adult I don't really have that massive friendship group and that really did come with a lot of I would say mostly self-inflicted shame but also a bit of like pressure from society sort of you know there's that kind of like hidden unwritten rule of like why don't you have friends from school still or like why isn't this your reality and when I've watched videos and listened to podcasts about friendships and and all of that sort of stuff it's kind of either been advice on how to cut off people which we're gonna do a whole episode on that and like cutting off people and calling people toxic whatever because I think I have you know a kind of I have my own opinion on that um and I don't find that advice super helpful all the time because there are definitely times when you know a relationship is unhealthy and you're happy whatever that is it's really good to leave but this whole just like cutthroat I don't need anyone culture that I feel like we have at the moment I find quite difficult sometimes so I don't always find those helpful um and then I guess in some ways I feel like the advice in the videos that I watch are kind of based on this like stereotypical stereotypical friendship groups um and I haven't really heard very many speak very many people speak about you know not really having that um and yeah so I just wanted to talk about it and if this is helpful I would love to hear your thoughts so drop me a dm on instagram it's just well with ollie or come and leave a comment on youtube or if you're already watching on youtube leave a comment below um because I would really love especially if you felt like a similar way I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I think it's really an important topic so to start off with I'm gonna kind of like set the tone of how I think of friendships my thoughts of friendships um and all of that sort of stuff i think friendships are super important and i'm going to speak about why and i think this is part of the pressure that i felt about not having a friendship group because the way that it was portrayed and you know my environment and the way that friendships were modeled i thought that was the only way to get all of this but i've slowly started to realize that actually it looks different for everyone and i'm going to share it kind of yeah my thoughts on friendships and how they are in my life so I think friendships are important but for like so many different reasons um I think they're a brilliant you know source of community that you can chat to about things I think sometimes when we really think about it a lot of times friendships actually outlast romantic relationships you might be closer with some of your friends than you are your family members even if that's immediate family members they can help us make sense of the world um 
you know we can share beliefs and especially if you have like a broad spectrum of friends from different cultures and religions and backgrounds it can really help your own knowledge and like I said like help you make sense of the world so I do think friendships are really important and for me personally I think I value friendships the most when they're like the deep meaningful ones that is just me I know everyone has like you know a different outlook on friendships and that's not to say that I don't value people where you know it's a bit more acquaintance level or we just catch up at parties or whatever I value all all friendships but my favorite friendships and the friendships that I feel happiest in and most secure in are those people where like I know that we've got each other's back and I was listening to I think the name of the podcast I'm going to leave it in the description below but I think it's like to my sister or to your sister podcast and they were explaining friendships as like you know it's someone who can see you in all of your mess and just you know kind of see the good in you and the gold in you and think I'm never going to give up on you and I see so much value and worth in you and when I listened to that it made me like think of a few of my friends and it's so true like these are people that I really love and value and in a way they're kind of like the family that you choose right like they're the people that you want to put effort into all of that good stuff so that's kind of like how I see friendships I think they're super important but because of all of those reasons, I think it's really important to find meaningful friendships and relationships and companionships. And that's something that I've learned and started to value a lot more. The older that I'm getting, I'm 23, so I still have not had the most life experience ever, but it's a value that I'm really starting to learn. And especially after uni, where you know, you're not all kind of put into one you know space and just not forced to be friends but it's just a lot easier to be friends because you're all in the same environment I'm learning now how much more effort it takes to build and maintain and curate really meaningful friendships which is why I value them so 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 much more so to explain kind of how friendships show up in my life now I'm going to do like a mini timeline of friendships so at the beginning I was talking about how you know a lot of our friendships are modelled off friends uh like i was saying sex and city that's so raven high school musical if you want to throw it back that far oh my gosh you know when you see a film and it's like came out in 2013 and you're thinking that was not that long ago but then where did all that time go that is how i feel whenever i think about films like high school musical but when they're like the role model i kind of think in like primary school junior school and secondary school my friendships kind of did mirror that sort of stereotypic friend stereotypical friendship group style i feel like i didn't really not get on with anyone you know obviously there was fallouts and there's drama at school whatever but I think in general I tried to at least be civil and nice to people and I know that I had you know my closest best friend growing up she is still she will know who she is listening to this if she's listening to this but she is still to this day one of the most amazing people that I know and growing up we were so close like she was literally like my sister always at hers or she was always at mine and we had our little friendship group and you know we lived really close and we were always all at each other's houses and I think it really did mirror especially as well because I grew up in a small town it really did mirror what we were seeing on tv so I think I wasn't really like consciously aware of friendships obviously I knew who my friends were and I loved them so much but it wasn't like a conscious thing where I felt like I was where it felt like I was putting in a lot of effort if that makes sense it was just kind of like you know this is being a kid having fun but it didn't feel like a conscious effort until college so for people outside of the UK 
college here or typically college here is like I think 17 and 18 years old maybe like if you're 16 turning 17 you might start college and maybe if you're 18 turning 19 that's when you might leave college but in that sort of age range and where I loved school so flipping much I actually love school and had the best friends in the world I, I just remember being so so happy at school and with the people that are around me when I went to college I flipping hated it I hated college and I was never that person I was always very like studious I would say I was probably a bit of like a goody two-shoes like always wanted to be like on the good side of the teachers involved in things whatever but where I was a bit unwell and for those of you that know me and know my story I've recovered from an eating disorder um, and I had a lot of you know turbulent things happening when I was a kid and you know maybe that's something I'll share in a podcast episode but where that was going on I was kind of like in and out of school and then I was a bit unwell and then I think coming into an environment where it was in like a bigger city so there's like way more people than I was used to and just naturally you know friendships kind of drifted apart and you know some people went to this college some people went to that one some people took this course other people did that one and timetable clashes whatever just naturally people grew apart and I think where I was just so low mentally anyway and was really unwell mentally and then kind of all of the change that was going on I just remember feeling like oh my gosh I actually have no friends and just to preface this this is not to discredit the people because the thing is I knew I had friends I knew I had people that I could talk to and spend time with and I did do that but I remember a lot of the time actually feeling like I have no one so that was a big shock and I think that's when I started to consciously think about friendships and you know I felt a lot of times that I didn't really fit into places or I felt very like insecure in friendships or you know that thing where like if I get up from the table are people going to talk about me and this isn't necessarily a reflection of those people at the time because you know I'm sure they're all great people but I know that's definitely how I would feel so I remember hating, hating college and that was such a new experience and I was just so ready to be over it I was literally that person that would try and go to the library over lunch break because I didn't want to see anyone or I try and go shopping or I try and do something with that time because I was like I just do not want to be overthinking around like a group of people um and then when it came to uni that was like in so many different like areas of my life that was such a breath of fresh air and for me it felt like you know starting fresh starting new and it just was like an opportunity for me to create the reality that I wanted and that's not to say that I was just coming now and trying to be someone that I'm not but if anything it actually meant that I was able to show up how I actually wanted to and kind of the reasoning behind this and what helped me is because obviously at uni I think I think I knew maybe one girl who I kind of knew from college and then another girl who I don't remember if she was in my year or the year above but we knew each other from um, church and things like that and we had like mutual friends so there were two people that I kind of knew but I wasn't really close with so for me and they didn't know any of my sort of like personal life anyway so for me it was really like coming as I am and just like how I wanted to be and reshaping my life like after being unwell for so long but I think from coming from from a place where I'd known what like feeling good in friendships felt like and having really close friends felt like and then that feeling like it was just almost like stripped away from me 
I kind of came very much like a people pleaser. In my first year of uni, I wanted everyone, what I wanted everyone to like me to the detriment of my own capacity <laughs> and social, social battery. I remember I would, you know, I didn't go out that much in my first year to be honest but I remember like just kind of doing day-to-day -day things or doing daily things I would find it really difficult to say no um I would often like initiate a lot of things or just like just kind of do a lot of that like people pleasing trying to get people to like me um saying yes to a lot of things trying to make people laugh all the time and kind of accommodating myself to other people rather than thinking do I even like this person? Like, do I actually even like this person? And that's not even to be mean, and I'm probably gonna re repeat this throughout this podcast. I remember seeing this, um, this it was either like a tweet made into an Instagram post or a meme, but it was like, stop trying to be liked by everyone. You don't even like everyone. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is the truest thing ever. Truest thing ever. And not liking someone doesn't mean you then have to go and be un unkind to them or bitch about them or whatever you don't have to like everyone and in the same breath not everyone has to like you and I'll come to that and getting comfortable with that because that was massive in me building more meaningful relationships but first year uni Ollie did not know that she just wanted to be liked and loved by everyone and then I think towards the end of my first year I went through a breakup with like my first quote unquote serious boyfriend and also went through a friendship breakup um which looking back now and I've spoken to one of the girls and we're really cool again now and like a couple of them we kind of realized it was very petty and there was a lot of like yeah I'm not gonna get into it but there was a friendship breakup and uh you know a relationship breakup and I think both of those were kind of the first you know like a slot machine when you put the coin in and then like the coins build up and then as soon as the coins build up like they drop and then it's like the cash money that's when you win that was kind of like the first thing in the slot machine that made me realize like oh wow like not everyone's got you in the same way that you've got them and it just it just kind of put a few things into perspective so going into my second year I knew that I really wanted to do kind of as cliche as it sounds you know some self-work and just think about like the people that I wanted to be around um the things that I wanted to do and the hobbies whatever because I know that in my first year like I said I didn't really go out that much I would actually often say no quite a lot but I know that I was around people that wanted to drink all the time and um, not do things like going to art museums or going to actually do things um, you know it's just kind of wanting to like stay in uni dorms or whatever and that's fine there's no shame in that but I know for me that wasn't things that I found enjoyable um, so I did find that really difficult actually so yeah going into my second year it was really like the first opportunity that I had gone I, to kind of like grow in a way that I hadn't before because I hadn't been through a breakup like that before um, and it felt like yeah just continuing to grow and continuing to reinvent myself and evolve and all of these sorts of things and I think that was a year that, that I started to have more fun and I definitely found friends that um, I had similar interests in and you know that I just felt a bit more connected to and I just knew that they had me in ways that you know maybe friends didn't as much in my first year um, and that was cool second year was fine I, I feel like there's not anything 
like really really overwhelming that happened in second year um but i know that is when i made some of my closest friends and they would see me through the end of third year and some of my friends today um and then third year was like the the big you know the the deal breaker because that was the year where obviously there's so much going on in third year of uni you have a dissertation if you're writing one um you're kind of thinking about you know the next steps um what you're doing and i think for a lot of people and i know i had this as well that was like the realization of like oh my gosh this doesn't last forever like i just had gotten so comfortable at that point with like uni living and mine was a campus uni so it really was like you know the whole community being there so there was just a lot going on and I think that third year was the time where I'd met people in my course um, one of my closest friends now and another really close friend of mine um, that was the year that we started talking the most and I remember the whole year we'd be like why have we not spoke why, why has it taken us three years in this tiny little lecture to finally talk so that was when we started to get a lot closer um, I got some of my closest friends then and I lost some friends then as well um, you know just like typical uni drama fallouts there was f boys there was people that came that went um i worked with some brilliant people that are still my friends to this day so it was just kind of like a whirlwind of things going on but i think the biggest difference then was because i'd been through some of these sort of i don't know if it would be life events but just kind of like things that had happened you know losses and i think with every kind of loss it made me realize even more okay how do i want to show up better and what do i want from friendships you know the next time around in a way or relationships or whatever it was um and i think third year was the the most sure of myself i feel more sure of myself now and i feel like i've grown even more now but at the time I think that was the most sure of myself that I felt um, and that reflected in the friendships that I had and I felt yeah just good about the people that I was around I knew that you know as much as I would message them and want to do things they would want to you know do the same um, they would have my back as much as I would have theirs and it was just a really really good sort of like solid time and I felt very confident then going and stepping out into the real world as it were um, and that's kind of led me to like where I am now in friendships so just kind of like backtracking the reason that I wanted to give that timeline before I explain how kind of like friendships show up for me now is just to remind you that friendships and relationships really do ebb and flow and I definitely appreciate and I'm gonna keep repeating this kind of throughout the podcast if you've ever felt like you know the pressure to keep people for your entire life and you know kind of cling on to them and if someone comes into your life you don't ever want them to leave and you know you do anything to make them stay and then that ends up being a friendship loss or whatever it is and you felt a bit like guilty about that or you felt almost like a bit of shame like you know why have you um fallen out what have you done what, have, what blah, blah blah relationships ebb and flow there is no single blueprint of how it should look like um as much as society gives us these images in the media and the films that we watch of what friendship should like look like at the end of the day this is really your life and even if that is something that you do want that sort of like uh, yeah stereotypical kind of friendship group that's fine but even if that's not your truth right now it doesn't mean that one day it might not be and I think sometimes we forget that sometimes the most important thing that we can do is that relationships grow uh, grow and go but I was going to say let relationships go 
especially if that is the healthiest thing for you and especially if you know it's at the detriment of your mental health or your values or your peace um because you know this life it can be really long for you know hopefully for a lot of us it can be really long so it doesn't mean that that person might not ever come back into your life or letting them go might reveal something to you or put you in a place or help you grow in ways that make you think actually that person really wasn't good for me i can appreciate the friendship for what it was at the time but moving forward i just know that that friendship isn't really going to serve me and that's okay and in the same way that is okay if that happens with you if if you're that person feel that character to someone else does that make sense so you know there's really going to be changes throughout the rest of our life and learning and i'm saying this about myself like me learning that was just such a game changer because it meant that l friendship losses were less kind of like traumatic in a way they were less kind of like gut-wrenching and difficult because I understood that as much as you know it's important to grieve that loss and it's okay to feel sad about things I knew and I would remind myself that you know this is this is kind of like part of life and um, learning to be resilient you know towards that um, was yeah really really helpful and really important if we think about our own growth and for some people this might have been in the last year alone um in terms of anti-racism work and you know anti-oppression work whatever it is being an ally for some people this growth might have been or part of the biggest part of your growth of your life so far might have been in the past year alone and there's probably people that you're thinking or you know over th these past 12 months plus or whatever that have said really horrible things or problematic things and you're thinking oh my gosh how could I you know be friends with that person or I don't want to necessarily be friends with that person anymore if you think of that short time period alone it's understandable why friendships ebb and flow because we're all growing we're all changing we're all trying to be better people and I think in some ways I almost hope that people have people that they can think back on and think you know if I met that person now or that version of that person now would I want to be friends with them is that someone that I would want to bring to my home whatever and I know that I can think of people where like the the stage that I'm in now if I met that person as they were back then I probably wouldn't be friends with them because I just know that we're so different um even on face value even if I was just starting to get to know them and building up self-worth and that self-respect everything like that has really helped me get to the to that that place so yeah just learning that you grow and at the same time giving grace to people to grow to and just sometimes allowing things to be and being patient and you know just not taking it all on yourself because depending on the situation it's not even necessarily anyone's fault you know there might have been a fallout and there might be something tangible that you can put it on or this person said this or this happened or whatever and there might be a specific reason why that friendship ended and that's cool too but at the same time it might not even necessarily be a negative reflection on either of you or who, however many people it is it might just be a reflection of the growth and that's okay it's okay to respect that and you know love that person from a distance and not still have them as like an active everyday part of your life um and i think that's normal i really do think that's normal so all of this kind of brings me to and i, I guess i was kind of like dabbling into it then but kind of retrospect and the art of being alone so obviously we've had a lot a lot a lot of time at home to think which listen uh, to the point where obviously there's a lot of overthinking there's a lot, a lot of overthinking as well but at the same time i think 
with the space after graduation having more free time and you know being in a nine to five in that work environment and having to put more effort into friendships but also having more time and space and you know not every week a uni assignment and then also over lockdown having more time and space to think I think it made me think about how I want to show up in friendships better and also kind of how I would like to start curating friendships and how I want friendships to um, show up in my life I would say. So like I was saying in my third year at the time that was the most sure of myself that I felt and just pretty much with every year and this is something that I like to do like around my birthday is kind of like reflect on the year and kind of how much I feel like I've grown kind of where I would like to be in terms of like growth and character and nature um, and healing which is like a you know a really really important thing um, and I think kind of with each year that comes especially in my early 20s like I said I'm 23 gonna be 24 in, De in December I feel like each year brings so much growth and it takes me being on my birthday and reflecting on that first year to be like oh my gosh like so many things have changed or like this year you handled that situation so much better or this year you know you kind of still showed up in that kind of environment in the, the not be most helpful or best way how can we improve that this coming year um and i think over lockdown it was yeah like i said a real opportunity for me to kind of look at how i've been showing up in friendships what they mean to me and how how i would like to have friendships going forward um and if you're like me and anyone who knows me in real life can vouch for this i am someone who loves to get to like the nitty gritty of like what makes people people, um, what makes people tick, the psychology of things, like the meaning, like I don't wanna just be told that this is like this, I want to know why. I want to know who studied it, I wanna know the research. Um, there was a time where I was really spiritual in my life and you know, I, was, I would look into all of that sort of stuff, but I just like, to know okay it suits me I find it interesting um so you know this might not be down your sort of street and that's completely fine but if it is I hope this is actually helpful and maybe it might you know give you advice on this also I should have said this at the start I'm just saying all these things that are true to me and that are my truth because I'm kind of whenever I speak about things I try to just speak from my experience because I feel like that's the best way to share um I feel like sometimes it's a bit difficult. You know, when you go online and someone's saying like, you should do this or like, you shouldn't do this or whatever. It can feel a bit like, oh my gosh, like I just came online to just have a bit of fun, like not to be told what to do. But I really relate to people when they're just showing their truth. And then it's like, I can see myself in certain parts or I can just learn from that person. Um, so that if it comes up in the future, I might relate to it or just, it's just nice to hear their experience. So you don't have to take any of this advice and none of this has to resonate with you or align with you. But if it does, then that is like a, a bonus. So yeah, getting to like the nitty gritty of things. Two things that I did a bit more research into over this lockdown and panorama, whatever we're calling it now, um, were attachment styles and love languages so I think love languages is something that I've kind of like heard about for a while and I remember when I first heard it I was like I was so critical I was like what do you mean like love languages like that doesn't make sense um and then the more I started to like research it and the more I started to actually think about it I was like oh that kind of like does actually make sense and so for me it's something that I really like enjoy relating things to um 
and then as well as that attachment style so that's something that's a bit newer and if I'm honest I'm not going to go into it now because there might be like a psychologist listening and if you are a psychologist listening drop me a DM because I would love to chat to you about this sort of stuff um, but I'm going to read out just like one google definition of attachment styles this might not be the only one it might need expanding it might be totally wrong but this is what i found online and it was kind of like the shortest one that explained it um the best in my opinion so attachment theory is a psychological evolutionary and ethological ethological theory concerning relationships between humans it refers to the particular way in which an individual relates to other people the style of attachment is formed at the very beginning of life and once established is a style that stays with you and plays out in how you relate in intimate relationships and how you parent your children unless you work on it um so and if you think about it it kind of does make sense like how you know you were brought up in your childhood um, and the sort of role models that were in your life, how they sort of interacted with you and showed you love and showed you kind of how to show love, how that, how you've shown that as a child, it kind of does make sense that growing up, that might be the way that you continue to show it. And like I said, this might not align with you at all. You might be thinking my parents were like this and I'm the complete opposite and that is cool. But if it does, and for me, it really did make sense. It definitely did make sense. It helped me make sense of it all um, and like how I show up in relationships. So it's just something that I've found helpful. But again, this does not have to resonate with you and that's fine. Um, so there are four attachment style, uh, four attachment types. So secure, anxious attachment um, or anxious preoccupied, dismissive or avoidant, and then fearful avoid avoidant. So when I was looking through there, like I said, I'm not a psychologist. I could be so off. And if I sat down with a psychologist, they might be like, girl, you are actually this. That might be true. But from what I've read and what I resonate most with, I think growing up, especially, I had anxious, preoccupied attachment style. So explaining this um, is kind of, I'm going to read like an a, a, again like a one-liner definition of this there this is like scholar what scholarly 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 work i have no idea the word but this is like really research work so that you're not going to get all the answers in a google definition and if you're interested in this definitely do your own research um but again this is just something that helped me make sense of it and maybe it resonates with you um but this definition says anxious preoccupied attachment styles often involve anxiety about being abandoned and doubts about one's worth in a relationship these kinds of feelings and thoughts may lead to that may lead to people staying in unhappy relationships and when i read that i was like next time just at me because that is literally all that was me and um like i said in the definition well researchers say that you can work on it and for example this attachment style um you can work on it by building relationships with people that have a secure attachment style and through things like therapy so both of those things i've been doing and do do and i i've really found that that has helped oh my gosh has that helped um but at the same time as having this attachment style i also um still live with anxiety and that is something that comes up in my life a lot um and it does affect me you know a lot of the time and um i'm going to talk about therapy and going back to therapy in one of the upcoming um episodes because i'm finding it really really impactful and powerful um but that is something that is still part of my life so um with all of that in mind and kind of like i said in this reflective state and just kind of trying to make sense of things and how i want to show up better 
it, it was again like another coin in the uh, slot machine of like oh okay that makes sense because um, when I was watching some of the videos you know they would explain things like you know if you would get really anxious or overthink if someone was really slow at texting back or if they kind of did like a one word answer you'd overthink that and think that was you whereas actually that person could just be getting in the car or watching a film whatever and they've just texted yes the word yes but to me i'd be like oh my gosh that person hates me it's because i did this last week blah 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 blah, blah. and it'd be like a spiral and I would feel really unsure of myself in relationships and friendships and I would just it would just not be that enjoyable because I'd be overthinking it so much um, and then I guess in some ways that kind of meant that I wasn't showing up as my true self or like how I you know wanted to and at times I would like almost push people away because I would just be like I would just rather kind of be alone than deal with this discomfort and this you know uncomfortable feeling um but like i said like doing things like therapy communicating with people um and building good friendships and relationships with people that had that secure attachment really really helps me and is continuing to help me work through that so i think almost like if you get a diagnosis for something kind of putting um an understanding or a meaning or even a label on something in in my experience and in my opinion i personally find that really helpful and this helps me make sense of that so sometimes if i am getting into that you know spirally thinking or overthinking or like oh no this person hates me because they've like replied replied a short answer but really they're just at work it helps me do that thought process of like okay i know usually they're at work at this time maybe they've just seen their boss walk past and they're gonna they're gonna text me back later or whatever and just kind of work through the steps of like what could actually be the other options here and the probably more true or actually true reality of what's going on um and then again the second thing like i was saying love languages so I think when we think of attachment styles and love languages, they're usually spoken about in kind of the spaces of romantic relationships. And yeah, I think kind of that, maybe attachment styles, like the definition said, like how you parent and you know, whatever. But I think they're typically spoken about in romantic spaces and you know, how to find your twin flame or your partner, whatever. But for me and like how I've, try to make sense of it is like if you're building connection with someone and you're building like a you know a pl platonic relationship with someone and you know you're putting in all that effort and time it kind of makes sense that you do have that connection with someone and how then attachment styles and love languages could show up in friendships as well um to me that just kind of makes sense you know if you're doing similar things if you're putting in the effort for both of these things a relationship and a friendship you're making time you're trusting that person they're trusting you whatever if you're building on these in similar ways to me it makes sense that love languages and attachment styles could show up in similar ways as well um and yeah there are five language love five love languages and from what i found online this was developed by someone called gary chapman but i could be wrong um so the five love languages are words of affirmations quality time acts of service gifts and physical touch so i guess we kind of know what all of those are words of affirmation are like you know there's morning texts um if you're if you've done something or if you're doing something well you know getting that confirmation from your partner or your friend um quality time obviously spending time with people acts of service so this could be you know someone running to the shop for you when you're unwell or just thinking of you um and getting you something that 
they know that you like whatever gifts obviously we we all know what they are and physical touch so cuddles um whatever it is you know so my my um my love languages i think you can have one or two i could be wrong you could have more but from what i've been reading it's like one or two typically um and my two are words of affirmations and quality time because i have so much anxiety i really do need that external voice sometimes and I say sometimes a lot of times to be like no like you know we're good or just like a reminder of like you know I really appreciate you whatever those things to me are really really validating compared to if someone was to buy me a gift obviously as much as I would appreciate a gift it would mean less to me than if someone were to say something like that or to write me a card with you know how they're feeling whatever in it similarly quality time like i would rather spend time with someone than get a gift from someone and not ever see them does that make sense so showing how attachment styles and then also love languages kind of can show up in friendships helped me realize like i said the sort of first of all that they can and second of all that it highlighted that you know not everyone can be everything to you in the same way that you can't be everything to everyone because if your love languages well say for example mine words of affirmation and quality time those are typically how i show love as well i do like to give people gifts so th that would be like the third one that i would have and have that i would have that i would add so words of affirmation quality time and gifts those would be kind of like how i show love but then if a friend their quality time their um love language is physical touch and that's not my favorite thing <laughs> in the world then obviously there's going to be kind of something that i'm not giving to them and maybe there's something that they're doing that you know isn't making me feel fulfilled so making sense of that didn't make me think okay I, I need to be seeking friendships that you know only fulfill this that I can feel most fulfilled it made me have more understanding and appreciation and patience and kindness and compassion just that people aren't gonna fulfill every single part of you know what you need as a person in the same way that you're not going to fulfill everything to someone else so all you can do is show up as you are as your best version of yourself you know doing things that you usually wouldn't that make you happy and how showing up as yourself makes you happy because you are going to find people that align with that in the best way possible because if you keep changing yourself and keep trying to mold yourself and say if your love language is quality time but you know this person loves gifts and you just keep doing this whatever it might even make you a bit resentful and this is kind of me like outline out loud reminding myself this that you know finding people that you do mesh well with but at the same time having understanding that they might not fit that and that's not a flaw of them or a fault of them but that's just that's just them and their character has been really important um to that as well so yeah, it doesn't mean that you can't have those friendships and it doesn't mean you can't have meaningful friendships with people where, you know, there's a different attachment style or a different love language being shown. Um, but it might just be helpful and understand or just help you understand that, you know, I'm not necessarily going to get this from this friendship, but I do still hold so much value in that friendship. Similarly, it might help you communicate that with that person, you know, 
if you understand or if you of and if this aligns with you love languages aligns with you and you really really love um quality time with someone and they're just always like you know super busy or they just don't want to hang out could that be something that you could communicate with them you know you could say something along the lines of like i love being a friend this friendship means so much to me but i would really love to spend more time with you when you get the chance to i would love to like schedule a date with you you know once a month or once every other month just so that we can like actually be in each other's company and maybe depending on how that friendship plays out if it's a really meaningful friendship maybe that might be a way to be like oh, okay this is something that i'm missing from this friendship it's not a flaw of that person how can i show up and communicate that in this friendship so that's really how it's been helping me um and yeah like i'm just gonna you know keep repeating those have really helped show me how i could be showing up for better uh, better for people and even could i be asking people you know what is your love language love language how do you like to be shown love what do you like from friendships so that i could be you know showing up for that person better not changing myself but compromise and communication and you know wanting to not make sacrifices but you know build that connection with someone but then also how could i be communicating that with someone else and understanding that not everyone is going to fulfill everything in my life but that doesn't mean that that person is any less than or that or that relationship means any less than it's just a different kind of relationship you know so this isn't to like be confused with you know making excuses for people or if someone's not doing something f like for you that you would like or showing up actually not very nicely it's not for you to then just be like you know that's just their attachment style or that's just how that person is or that's just how they show love if someone's being horrible if someone's being unkind just making you really really unhappy like I was saying at the start sometimes the healthiest thing to do is to just step back and just protect your peace and your energy but that's really for you to discern I'm not saying just go <laughs> and make you know unlimited excuses for people I don't want anyone to stay in unhappy and unhealthy relationships but for the ones where you know it does feel like a meaning relationship and it is a friendship that you want to work on could these things be helping in that way so the next thing and i kind of want to like end on this i'm actually not sure how long i've been recording for and i am praying that it is still recording because otherwise i will cry but the last kind of thing that i want to touch on before i do like the takeaways from this episode is loneliness and unhealthy relationships so i think this could honestly be like a whole other podcast episode and maybe i'm gonna maybe i'll do a q a when i post this podcast episode i'll put my stories kind of a questions box where you can ask any questions about how to deal with unhelpful friends on I don't love this term but you know quote-unquote fake friends or quote-unquote toxic friends again I don't like just labeling people as like one thing and then that's their identity for life but you know I mean that kind of thing but I just want to touch on this in case anyone needs to hear it today so I think to be honest as much as I'm doing this work and figuring out how I want to show up better and how I want friendships to show up in my life I know that my reality of friendships is I don't have this massive friendship group and all these people that I'm still friends with from school or you know yeah these people that I know that you know we go traveling together or we do all of this together the way that friendships run true for me is that I have a lot of different friendships it from all different walks of life I have people in my life from all different walks of life and that is what is really fulfilling for me 
I sometimes wonder if some if one day I would like to have like a big friendship group and it's not something that I would completely write off the table and who knows in five years time I might come back and redo this episode and have a completely different outlook on friendships but for me it really helps me to build more meaningful connections with people and at the same time I feel like I just learn loads from the people that are in my life whether you know we're friends on an acquaintance level whether they're someone that I consider my best friend whether they're someone I consider a close friend but not necessarily my best friend whether they're a work colleague I really really value and love connection and I think where I have people from all different walks of life it helps me it helps keep keep me on my toes and just helps me learn so much more about the world and just make sense of the world there's people that I could go to that might have one opinion on something and this person has another and then it helps me think about okay like do I relate to that do I resonate with that am I somewhere in the middle um it helps me learn about different people's experiences and how I can show up better as an ally and as a friend and I just feel like I get so much like enrichment and value from having different people in different walks of life um and that's it feels less overwhelming for me. I, Like I said, I really do struggle with anxiety. So I think sometimes the thought of having like a massive friendship group with a massive group chat, the, the thought of that does really overwhelm me. So just being able to check in with people, um, you know, single people, not saying that they're single, but like one person at a time, I find really manageable. And like I said, helps me out. Um, and yeah, just, that's just how it shows up for me. And there's not many people that I've personally heard and this isn't to say that that isn't their truth as well or lots of people's truth but especially online and especially with this kind of like you know girl gang culture and living up in IB forever as much that's great and that's sick and that's brilliant for those people I don't hear as many people talking about just having you know friends dotted around and you know that is how friendships kind of you know um are true to me and that's my reality but with that being said I think there is that still still that pressure to have this massive friendship group so I just want to remind you like I said at the start this is literally your life and whatever makes it easier for you and happier for you and whatever makes you feel best is valid like you're allowed to not want or that's the thing not even want this massive friendship group you're allowed to just want a few friends at the same time you're allowed to want massive friendship groups but it's just important to have this conversation for those people that are feeling that pressure and like, oh my gosh, I don't have this like, I don't have a Joey and I don't have a Ross and I don't have a Rachel. It's fine, relax. Actually look at yourself. And this is something that I did. Look at myself and say, do I even want that? And the answer was no, not right now anyway. Um, I'm very happy with how friendships show up and how I show up in friendships and you know, all the rest of it. Um, but I think loneliness and yeah, unhealthy relationships, but I think more loneliness, I'll, I'll save unhealthy relationships for another um, episode. I think there's kind of like two ways that loneliness can show up in this conversation. I think one of them is in friendships. And I think this kind of leads back to what I was saying about my first year of uni of wanting to people please and changing myself to fit other people's narratives or whatever, and just not really being sure of myself or knowing myself or whatever. And that really did make me feel lonely because it was like, I didn't even know what I liked. And so doing things like taking myself on dates and spending time with myself, like actually by myself, getting my nails done, going for massages, reading books, doing these things by myself and just getting to know my own thoughts, my own personality, make myself laugh, made me so comfortable. And I saw someone do a TikTok and I can't remember her line, but she was like, I'm at a point in my life now where, um, 
and I'll, if I can find this TikTok, I promise I'll leave it in the bottom. Um, but she says something along the lines of like, I'm so comfortable with myself now, where it's like, I would rather spend time with myself than in spaces or around people that make me unhappy. And I'm really, I'm not at that space 100% yet. I do sometimes still get lonely and, like I said, I really do like friendships and I, I think I would feel very lonely if I didn't have any friends at the moment. Um, so maybe that's a goal to get to, to get to the point where it's like, you know, whether I had lots of people in my life actively at the moment or not, I would still know that I'd be very happy. Um, but I'm definitely getting to that stage now where I know that I'm not gonna stand <laughs> for BS and I'm not chasing friendships because I know kind of and I'm getting to know who I am what I like what I dislike what I will stand for what I won't stand for my boundaries self-respect all of that sort of stuff um and yeah I think that's really really important to not stay in friendships that make you feel lonely just for the sake of not having friends because you never know that all these times that you're going to parties with people that you just make you feel lonely and left out and pushed out and excluded you never know if all of those times that you're spending time with them you could be missing out and taking yourself a coffee bumping into someone and then that person becomes such like a meaningful person in your life you never know what blessings you're blocking by staying in you know spaces where you know that you're not that valued and this isn't to you know um diminish how difficult it can be i definitely stayed in friendships that i know were making me so unhappy for that exact reason because i just wasn't there yet so it definitely takes time and you know give yourself grace and um time to learn and grow because it really is a process like you don't have to just have all the answers overnight but if it's something that you're starting to realize maybe just you know take a chance on yourself and see 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 where that could get you um and then secondly is like actual loneliness so kind of like I was saying where I want to get to the point where it's like I know that if I had lots of friends in my life or I didn't I would still be very happy getting used to the idea that friendships ebb, ebb and flow that we grow that we change that people drift people move whatever it is I had to get comfortable then with also learning that there are going to be times where I feel like I have a million friends and I'm always busy and you know my calendar is booked and busy this weekend I'm going here this weekend I'm going to that party whatever but at the same time because I've allowed that space for growth and I'm getting used to letting things go like sort of in their natural course there might be times where I feel like I have one or two friends or not many friends or I do feel a bit kind of like like a deer in headlights like I've got no one um and that can be you know really difficult but like I was saying and this is you know advice to myself as well to just keep going with getting to know yourself um and spending time with yourself taking yourself on dates doing all of those things to get really sure in yourself that kind of whatever situation you're put in you're like you know you're good because you've got you I think a lot of us can think of that person that makes us feel safe or that friend that if they're at the party we're, we're good because they're there and they're going to make us feel more confident or um they're going to do whatever like how can you be or what things could you be doing that makes you or turns you or creates you into that person for yourself because then you're not relying on anyone else like you know that you've got yourself so that would be kind of my advice on on those things so like I said I think there's a lot more that I could talk about um kind of how to make friends even especially as an adult um gossiping fallouts friendship losses um eventually I do want to talk about relationships and all of that sort of stuff but I'm going to leave it there today um I think that rounded off quite nicely and like I said like I would really really love especially if you've had similar experiences 
to me or any of this resonated with you and even if it didn't that's cool too I love hearing everyone's opinion um so long as it's respectful the same way that I hold respect for other people but I would really love to hear from you so definitely drop me a dm on instagram it's just well with ollie or if you're listening to this come over to youtube and leave a comment again it's just well with ollie which is well with and then oli um but I'm gonna do a few kind of like round offs and takeaways from this episode so the first one is it takes two to tango so go where energy is reciprocated and appreciated and you feel valued you don't have to stay in these relationships that make you unhappy i appreciate that it's really hard and it takes a while to get there um but remember that there's two or maybe even more people in this relationship and not everything is on you you know if you feel like you're the one that's always reaching out maybe could that other person be doing that a bit more or organizing things a bit more but go where you feel the energy is being reciprocated and you are valued Similarly, in a similar sort of tone, number two is friendships take effort. I think there's this illusion that friendships kind of like just fall into your lap. And maybe this kind of like stems from childhood where, you know, you're just in school and around people that you're around every single day and it feels easy. But especially as an adult, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time, especially if you've got like a very demanding job and you've got family to keep up with. And there can be these kind of like competing responsibilities that are going on. Um, but it does take a lot of effort. But as much as you're putting in effort, kind of like what I was saying before, you know, go where you feel like that effort is being reciprocated. And if it's not, could you communicate that and then if it's still nothing is changing could you go where your um where your effort is being appreciated number three and this is the third and final one before i do my i don't know who needs to hear this but but number three is spend some time on really being by yourself figuring out your attachment styles your love languages if that's something that you wanted to do um your likes your dislikes your ethos your opinions on things your politics all of those sorts of things get so used to knowing you that when it comes up in a conversation or someone challenges on you on something or even if you start to feel pride coming up it's one of those things where it's like I don't even have to argue this because I know myself and I do not feel like I need to prove myself in this situation so those are kind of like my my takeaways from this episode at the end of every episode I'm going to be ending with and I don't know who needs to hear this but so today's is I don't know who needs to hear this but but this is your one time at life and you are allowed to make that look as meaningful as possible for you so do with that what you will you know and I hope that's like a lovely little one-liner for you for you to start your day end your day whatever you're doing um but yeah I just hope that you'll know how like worthy and needed and wanted and loved you are and there's times where I felt like oh my gosh I'm never gonna have any friends in my life especially when I was in college um and I'm really like happy to you know let you know that that's changing and continuing to change and um yeah I hope I hope nothing but the same for you if that's how you're feeling if you've been feeling really lonely or you know whatever recently so again come and find my on my come and find me on my socials at well with ollie i'm sending you so much love thank you for being here i really really appreciate all of your support so far um yeah i'm just so so grateful and if there's anything that you want me to chat about um just let me know i'm all ears and i hope you have a lovely rest of your day week month whatever it is that you're up to and i'm just sending you so 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 much love take care everyone bye <laughs>